0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. So I live in a house that has a wall right down the middle of it. Maybe you've heard the term Duplex. But I live in one side of this house, and a lady named Amanda lives in the other side of this house with her two sons. So this means that we share a backyard with Amanda, but we also share a backyard with six other families. One of these families is from India. They are Senthil, Deepa, and Kabilin. They are from India. They have moved here less than a year ago. They are an incredible family. And they make food that is really hot. If you've ever had Indian food, it's very spicy. And sometimes it makes my eyes water. Deepa thought that I didn't like her food and I was crying. But really... It was just so stinking hot that I had tears running down my eyes. They are an awesome family, and Kabi Lynn is a fourth grade boy that lives in their family. Kabi Lynn is one of the funniest people that I know right now. Less than a year in America, he is being infatuated, becoming infatuated, falling in love with all these things that we have in America, like Marvel movies and my favorite Chick Fil A. He loves Chick Fil A. One of the things, one of the things that Kabi Lynn is interested in right now is parkour. Have you ever heard of parkour? If you don't know what it is, it's basically a bunch of people running around, jumping off of things and onto things, doing things that your mom would tell you not to do because you would break your bone. I'm just curious, is there anybody in this room who has ever tried to do parkour in some sort of fashion? Like, were you doing like somersaults in the grass or like jumping off of buildings? What kind of parkour were you doing? If you are raising your hand right now, take a moment and tell the people around you the kind of parkour that you did as we watch this video. So as you can tell, parkour is a crazy sport. It is very daring and very intense. So my friend Kobe Lynn. He's very excited about this new sport called parkour. This is crazy. All right, all right, turn this video off. I'm going to talk, start telling the story about Kobe Lynn because my friend Kaby Lynn is very interested in parkour. And one day I came over to my back deck and I was grilling, and I was grilling steaks, and Kabby Lynn saw me in the backyard. And whenever Kobe Lynn sees me, he really wants to hang out with me. He said that I was his best friend, which made me really happy inside. But he ran over to my back deck and said, Drake, I've been practicing this new sport called parkour. I've been watching YouTube videos, much like the YouTube video we just watched, about this new thing called parkour. Would you like to see what I, have to, have to, what I can do? And I was like... Well, you can't just say no to this fourth grader who's ready to show off all of his skills, right? So I said, heck yeah, dude, show me what you got. And I thought that he was going to do like a somersault in the grass. But as soon as I said, heck yeah, dude, show me what you got, Cobby P- uh, Lin began to run across our backyard to his back deck. And I only heard three words. The three words that I heard were jump off deck. And then I see Kabi Lin. He backs up all the way against the brick wall at his house. And he gets a full on running sprint at his railing on his deck, which is, comes up to here on me. So Kaby Lin thinks in his little fourth grade body that he can clear this railing. So I watch him full speed put his hands right here on the rail. And it would have been awesome if he didn't trip on his shins and tumble to the ground. But what was really cool about Kaby Lin is that Kaby Lin is the first person I've ever seen do a full out belly flop onto a bed of grass. (laughs) Kaby Lin is incredible. So Kaby Lin, he's laying there. And for a moment, to be honest with you, I thought that Kaby Lin had died right there in our backyard. I thought he had died. And as I'm looking out at you guys tonight, and I've known you for almost a year now, I'm looking at some of you, and I've wondered if some of you have had the life of Jesus taken out of your life, or if you've ever experienced the life of Jesus. Spiritually speaking, are you dead? Are you dead when it comes to your relationship with Jesus? Kabi Lin, he did not die. As a matter of fact, he picked himself up off the ground, ran over to my back deck and said, do you want to see me do it again? I was like, heck yeah, dude, do it again. And he did, and this time he cleared it, and it was awesome. But here's what I want to tell you, and here's what I know, because I struggle with it too. There are some of you sitting in this room who when you're trying to live life, you have rails just like Kabi tripped on his rail. You have rails that are tripping you up. You have struggles in your life that are tripping you up, and they are taking the life that Jesus can give you right out of you. And what I want you to hear, and if you don't hear anything else tonight, if you don't hear anything else this semester, I want you to hear this. Open your ears. Write it down on your storyline bookmark. I want you to hear this. Jesus can bring life back into your story. Jesus can bring life back into your story. If you guys would, I'm going to pray real quick, and I'm going to ask God to bless our time together. So I want you guys to close your eyes, and I want you to put your hands out just like I have my hands out right here. And I'm going to pray to God, and I'm going to pause after every few words that I say, and I'm going to ask you to repeat these words back to God Is a prayer. Say, dear Jesus, Jesus. thank you for loving us. us. Dear Dear Jesus, tonight is about you. Tonight we worship you, we serve you, and we love you. Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing life back into my story. Amen. This semester we are going to talk about Jesus and five of his best friends, five of his closest disciples. These guys right here. Because Jesus had these disciples, we call them the 12 disciples, and they were guys who followed Jesus around. And before that they followed Jesus around, let's just get real, they had their issues, they had their sin, they had their struggle. They, there were guys that Jesus met who broke the law. There were cheaters and they were liars. And let's just be real, even when some of these guys were following Jesus, they still had their struggles. Some of them were very selfish. One of them denied that he even knew him, and one of them betrayed them, which led to Jesus' death. This semester, we are going to be talking about these five disciples behind me. Talking about the struggles that they had, but more importantly, the redemption that Jesus brought to their life. Because Jesus brought life back into their story. The first disciple that we are going to talk about this semester is Matthew. So Matthew was a tax collector. He took money. Do we have the Matthew slide back there that we can pop up? I want to show him which one is Matthew. So this is Matthew. Matthew, my boy. So this is Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector. But here's the deal. Matthew was a Jew, and he worked for the Romans, Here's the weird part about that. The Romans hated the Jews and the Jews hated the Romans, which put Matthew in a really weird spot. He was kicked out of most of the groups that he tried to be a part of. When he tried to be a part of the Romans, they didn't want him because he was a Jew. But when, the Jews tried, when he tried to hang out with the Jews, the Jews didn't want him because he worked for the Romans and stole their money. Matthew had a struggle. And his struggle is that he was kicked out of groups, the second two disciples that we're going to be talking about are James and John. James and John are brothers. We call them the sons of thunder. We don't entirely know why they got that nickname, but one of the reasons that people think they have that nickname is because they tried to destroy an entire city by calling down fire from heaven on it. So they're pretty intense dudes. But Matthew, but John and James, James and John, they struggled with selfishness. They were all about themselves. They had the struggle of selfishness. The fourth disciple that we're going to be talking about this semester is my friend Thomas. Thomas, when I picture Thomas, I think of this guy who is like ultra geeky, but on the same time, ultra awesome, like a superhero kind of guy. So Thomas, before, before like he didn't even believe that Jesus rose from the dead. All the disciples came to him and said, we have seen the risen Jesus. Jesus is alive. And Thomas was like, "Ah, I don't believe that Jesus is actually alive. Thomas had the struggle of believing that the resurrection of Jesus was actually true. The fifth disciple that we're going to talk about is Peter. Probably the most famous disciple. And some of you know Peter's struggle. Uh, You can probably see by the rooster that he's holding under his arm. Uh, Maybe you remember the story when Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter, like many of us, had a big mouth. He didn't back up what he said. He didn't have any meat when it came to his words. He didn't do what he claimed that he was going to do. Peter had a struggle, and his struggle is that he had a big mouth. So those are the five disciples that we're going to be spending the next 13 weeks talking about. Matthew, Matthew had a struggle, and his struggle was that he was kicked out. But my favorite part about what we're going to be talking about is that Jesus brought life back into the stories of all five of these disciples, and Jesus can bring life back into your story as well. Matthew was kicked out of groups. Jesus brought him into groups. The second and third disciples are James and John, two very, very, very selfish people. But Jesus brought life back into their story and changed them from selfish to selfless. The fourth disciple that we're going to be talking about is Thomas. Somebody who did not believe that Jesus could actually be alive after that he died. He, Jesus changed Thomas's life. He brought life back into his story by, by helping Thomas understand that there really is hope and there really is life in Jesus. And the fifth disciple that we're going to be talking about is Peter. Peter had struggles, a lot of struggles. He denied Jesus. He got in the way. Jesus even referred to him once as Satan. Peter had a big mouth, but Jesus brought life back into Peter's story and he changed Peter from a person who had a big mouth to a person who had big faith. Jesus is in the business of bringing life back into the stories of people just like them and just like us. There is a verse in John chapter 10, Verse 10, and it says this right here. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That's Jesus speaking. Jesus is saying that there are people, mostly the devil, who are coming into our lives. They're trying to trip us. They're trying to put rails that we're going to trip over. They're trying to put struggles in our life. They're trying to take the life right out of our story. But then he says that I, Jesus, I'm trying to bring the life back into your story. And that's what we're talking about this semester. How Jesus interacted with five guys who had struggles. But then Jesus took them from their struggle and brought them to redemption. And since we're talking about these guys so much this semester, uh, my friend Sam, Adam, and I, we decided it would be fun to create some games. Uh, maybe you've played some of these games before. The first game, by the way, has anybody ever played the game Go Fish, like from your childhood? Anybody remember that game? Go Fish is like where you have a deck of cards and you're trying to collect four of the same Numbers, maybe four twos or four sevens. Well, we've created a game called Go Disciple. Go Disciple is a game where you don't just have numbers and suits, you have real disciples. So when you're playing this game with your friends, you're not going to be asking, Do you have any twos? You're going to be asking, Do you have any Matthews? Okay, we have created this game, and I want you guys to play this game maybe before church or during your connection group or even after church because I want you guys to become familiar with the disciples. I want you to know who they are, and maybe, even maybe, I don't know if you guys got this in your connection group, but maybe after this semester is over, you will know the name of all 12 disciples that followed Jesus. The second game that we created is a little bit more complex. Has anybody in here ever played the game Mafia or Werewolf? Yeah? Some of you have? Mafia or Werewolf. These two games are really fun. It's kind of like a murder mystery. And this second game, we're just calling it Storyline, is kind of like a murder mystery. So what the the plot is, is there are some Pharisees out there who are trying to catch Jesus. They're trying to arrest Jesus. The disciples, on the other hand, are trying to protect Jesus. And if you play this with your connection group, everybody's going to get a role. And their role is going to have special abilities. Maybe they'll be Jesus. Maybe they'll be a Pharisee. Maybe they'll be one of the disciples who are are trying to protect Jesus. Or maybe you'll be the disciple who's trying to betray Jesus. So many roles. Such a fun game. Tell your connection group leader that you want to play this. We have them available in the cafe. Now, you're not allowed to just take these home because we only bought 60 decks. So what you need to do is play it here at church and then return it back to the cafe Once you're done, we've created these games to help you become more and more familiar with these disciples. As well as these things. Some of you got these before you went to your connection groups. You use them in your connection groups. I want you to grab one of these every week when you come to Christ Church students. If you come into the worship center first, there'll be people handing them out the door. If you go to small group or connection groups first, there'll be people, uh, your leader, handing them to you. But on here, they have a part for your sermon. When you come in here and listen to the sermon, or you come and you, um, when, you when you worship, or there might be challenges on this. On the back side is for your connection group. There's questions that your leaders are going to ask you or that you can ask other people. And there's announcements. One of the announcements I'm going to talk about a little bit later because there's this awesome trip called Believe coming up soon. But it's not a big deal right now. What I want you to do right now is I want you to look at this storyline bookmark. I want you to get it out. And at the bottom of the front side where the storyline icon is, I want you to write down the name of somebody that you can bring to church this semester. Because you walk the halls every day with people who have struggles, people who are having the life taken right out of their story by the devil and you have the opportunity to partner with Jesus to help them find Jesus, to follow Jesus and let them have Jesus put life right back into their story so as they start to strum for a little bit as the band plays I want you to write down the name of someone in your school or maybe somebody on a team that you're a part of I want you to write down their name and invite them to Christ Church students next week the week after. So I want you to silence your mouths, write down a name, and wait for instructions from Elijah. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry, or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.